Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disney Plus or Minus podcast. We are here for episode 39. Um, that number reminds me of absolutely nothing except probably a very sad birthday that will come in a few years. Yikes. I would, first of all, if you were to say anything that it reminds you of, I was about to be shocked because what is the number 39? Yeah. Um, but you just, you just went dark there. That's so far away. Don't do that to us. Th- that is actually so far away. It's so far away. It is just... like, for it's just as far away as my Sweet 16 was. And that is a time that was so long ago that I don't think that was even me as a person. So far away. So, um, so, so, so was far Was that away. even me? No, it was not. It was a different version that we don't... We don't really associate. We like we admire, we respect, but we don't associate. You know, we don't associate. <laughs> we don't. And the thing is, um, if you've ever seen photos of my sweet sixteen, the outfit I was in is very much not, um, not me. And even the night of my sweet sixteen, actually, I'll, I'll take you back a second. When I went to get the dress. I was so not into the idea of trying on dresses that it was literally the first one that I tried on because I just didn't want to try stuff on. Dude, and, then, <laughs> and then she like did the measurements and then I went back to pick it up to try it on and I opened the dressing room door and I literally said, and I will never forget this, I turned and I said, that's not the dress I picked. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she was like, yes, it is. And I was like, I, just picked, pick I was one. like, I picked that i shit you not oh my god and i felt so guilty because my mom had spent so much money on it and then my mom was like well you don't like it i was like no i love it's it i just great. didn't think Perfect. i picked something so amazing oh my god um yeah i <laughs> literally funny. said that is not the dress i picked oh my god yeah have you seen pictures of my sweet 16 i feel like, I feel you like have. we've talked about this and shown it but maybe I, the podcast uh, instagram just needs some photos oh my, my god sweet some sweet 16 photos that would be funny um because my sweet 16 had a theme i don't know if yours had a theme oh mine had a theme yeah 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 my theme was 80s so like wow everyone was dressed up in 80s my hair was huge um I I liked the dress I picked. I was a contrarian. I picked a short dress, obviously, because I, like um, I couldn't be bothered with a long dress. Because I too, like every time I had to pick a dress for like prom or shit, it was always like the first one I tried on, and I was like, "Great, this is it. I don't want anything else." Because I don't, yeah. I hate this. This is my least favorite thing. Um, yeah, and the dress was good, but like now looking back, like I don't, I don't think that would be me. I mean, it, my colors no. were like black and pink, pink me. Pink. pink i was in a pink and purple dress oh my i God. would never wear it i would wear it as a <laughs> joke yeah the thing um, is though i actually did in fact even change halfway through the night into like a simple like cotton dress like a wedding oh my god yeah exactly i changed like my shoes i got custom nikes made for my wow, suit 16 i love that that i changed into so you still were like <laughs> holding your own for yourself a little bit you oh, were in yes. character please. it was a danielle sweet 16 for sure um but still not like if i could go back and be like do i did i need that did i need a whole ass party that we spent right. probably way too much money i on? didn't need it no did, i didn't need it do i talk to half the people that i associated with that that time no <laughs> i talked to fewer than half of them i think exactly so you know it's fine um yeah we should we should post pictures of our suit 16 selves on Let's the most certainly do that <laughs> that'll be a treat all right you know what else was a treat this week <laughs> was it danielle the movie that you listeners so lovingly chose we put a little poly poll up on uh instagram asked for some suggestions for some movies and 
this one was a request. So we said, hey, let's do it. Why not? Um, and so we chose to watch uh, The Stepsister from Planet Weird. Uh, Disney Plus, what they say about it, uh, a human and an alien team up to stop their parents from getting married. Accurate description. One interesting note I want to add here is that um, normally when you go to the Disney Plus app on your Apple TV or the website, it gives you a very long description and I have to go on the phone app to get just the one sentence one. This was the one on all of the different apps. There is not in existence. <laughs> nothing else to they had say. Nothing else to say. They only had this one sentence. This was it. Which, when I saw that, I thought to myself, "Interesting. This is going to be." Um. And then I got the other facts about it, and I thought, "Interesting more. Interesting further. Further interesting." It's just a lot of interesting. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to it, man. Yeah. Uh, initial release was June seventeenth, two thousand. So looking at a good twenty-one-year-old movie, we love to see it. Um, the genres are science fiction, family, and comedy. It's a comedy. It is a it is a comedy. Um, the time is an hour and twenty-five minutes, and it received a not so great thirty-eight percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, would be cool if it was 39% because this is episode I, 39. But mm. So I thought that. So when I typed in this doc, I put the 38% and then it still said the episode number was 38 below because I had copied from the one before. Uh, and I was like, wow, for a second. And then I thought, let me not mess this up. Hot dang. Yeah. Would have been fun. Uh, Want to tell us your, your pre-movie thoughts? Yes, I see both of ours are very short. <laughs> All right, my pre-movies. I said, I've never seen this movie and I know nothing about it. Normally, I would watch the one-minute promo to get an idea of what I'm about to watch. But considering how much the 38% on Rotten Tomatoes already started (laughs) tainting my view of the movie, I want no other outside sources to affect my opinion, and I'm going in fresh. Wow. Okay, I love that for you. Yeah, because you usually do watch those trailers. Yeah. I I try not to um, because I plant fake memories in my brain. So Yes. Yes, I realized (laughs) I do that too. Um. Yeah, I said after reading the description and seeing the picture that like comes up on the main screen when you like choose it on Disney Plus, I said I actually don't think I've seen this one because uh, previously I thought I had, and I like once I saw the image, I was like, this doesn't look familiar. Um, but I was very excited because I personally love like aliens and sci-fi things. Like I thought it would be really fun. Um, I was worried that it would be kind of lame though because it is from so long ago, and that's a that era is just like. I don't know, sci-fi is real hit or miss, like especially how mm-hmm. that stuff ages with like CGI and stuff like that. Sometimes it can look real lame. Um, so I was- And we, we uh, know about <laughs> Disney and their C- CGI and yes. becomes. Yes, for things that are much less like hard, like difficult, like their, their CGI like tsunami wave was, <laughs> was like <laughs> ridiculous. So like anything involving aliens, like not, don't have a uh, really high hopes for that, but okay. Um, but here we go. Here we go. So we start the movie and we are windsurfing, which yes. is a sport we have not yet seen in a decom. No, it's a new um, one. Was not expecting this. Um, the opening when the girl is windsurfing is a voiceover, which gave me serious Quince vibes. Ooh, She's like, yeah, that's yeah. me, Megan Larson, <laughs> just your average girl. And I was like, wow, this is exactly yes. like Quince, how she describes herself. We meet the main character, Megan, right? She's doing a voiceover for herself. Interestingly, she is the character Sam from our first ever covered decom, the 13th year. Whoa. Yeah. Yes. She's just a year older because that came out in 1999. Wow. 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 We love to see it. 
And so she's introducing herself. She's doing some windsurfing. And all of a sudden we cut to what is very clearly a dream when this guy Cutter um, asks her to be his girlfriend. Her parents say they're going to get back together. Popular girls invite her to their table. And I thought it was a dream, but it turns out it's all her diary entry. Uh, like a dream in her diary ent- diary entry, which will become a theme of this movie. Yes. Um, yeah, it was all very weird. They all just started popping up in the ocean, and I was like, oh, something's not right here. Right. Um, and then she's swiftly woken up from whatever that dream is by her brother, who comes in, and the first thing that he says is, die, alien, die. So I'm like, oh, okay. We're already getting alien references. Cool, cool, cool. Um one comment, this is very similar to the brother from Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire who says <laughs> because everyone it is, is vampires. And that is because it is the same character. <laughs> the same kid. So the little brother Trevor in this movie also plays the little brother in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. I imagine that his agent said on his resume, we'll only play little brother in movies where mom is dating a non-human creature. Um, I didn't even make that connection. You're so right. Oh yeah, my God. Because these are the only two DCOMs he is in. Wow. Where mom is dating a vampire and where mom is dating an alien. He has a specific skill set. <laughs> he did it. I will also say that what I said back when we covered that movie, I still stand by. I still think he looks like a Lawrence brother. Um, I could see it. I could. I can yeah. see that he he could be related, a Lawrence yeah. adjacent. You know, right? Um, so this we little. Cut- Sorry, go ahead, please. Oh, please. thank you. <laughs> Just gonna say this little kid uh, keeps going on with his little alien scheme. He says that he wants to be a Men in Black. He says that he wants to get jiggy with it, which I appreciated. Um, that there's this, you know, Men in Black reference in this decom. Men in Black came out three years before this, um, so I just really loved that. And yeah, we get some some background of the family, and we learn a little bit more about their dad, who is slash like was always busy. Um, we get like these this flashback of their whole family they're at the beach and as soon as they get there the dad gets a phone call and he literally like works from the car all day while his family is out enjoying themselves on the beach which is sad a man that puts puts his work before his family you hate to see it you hate to see it right and we find out that basically this is the reason why the parents got divorced because the dad was like work 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 and the mom didn't like that and he didn't have time for them blah 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 um, she also goes on to say that her mom has been acting so, quote, bizarre since dad left. Like she mm-hmm. offers them soup and crackers for breakfast or a tuna sandwich. Um, and we also find out that mom has been trying to date. She's gone on a couple dates. Um, but one of the things we learn is that none of the dates seem to get along with the little brother, Trevor, who's very playful. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a scene of him doing karate in this guy's face. And the guy is like, I hate your energy, essentially. <laughs> Um, so a, a lot is happening, like very much a lot is happening. I'm highly confused. Um, more things happen very quickly, which is we find out that she got kicked out of the popular girls group for lying that she's Jules' cousin, which is very reminiscent of Camp Rock, which comes out eight years after wow. this. Um, we learn more about this dumb idiot Cutter who asked her out in her dream. He's, quote, extreme. He, like, rolled down a hill, which apparently is very impressive to her. Um, and he's very, very stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's, I wrote, he rolled, he fell down a mountain. He's an idiot. <laughs> That's my line about Cutter. Um, but yeah, so her mom has this windsurfing store. So her and her mom love windsurfing. It's like the thing they do together. And Cutter like frequents it all the time. And so that's how Megan is like hoping to, you know, catch his attention. And she's like so clearly obsessed with him. It's like a little gross um, because he is so dumb. 
Um, I just want to add in that we are five minutes into the movie and I've already been reminded of four different decoms. Wow. Um, which has never happened in another movie, right? Quince with the voiceover, the 13th year with the character, mom's got a date with the vampire with the character and Camp Rock with the lying about being related to someone famous. So we're really on a roll here. So what you're saying is that uh, Stepsister from Planet Weird is the blueprint. <laughs> it is the blueprint of all. It is the blueprint of every decom to come. Um, that's why they're all so great. Exactly. Um, anyway, we get a scene with mom and she tells Megan that she met a guy. His name is Cosmo Cola and she's like describing him and uh, Megan just goes, he sounds like an alien from space. They make this very clear the entire Very time. clear. That uh, he seems like an alien because, oh, plot twist, he is an alien. (laughs) There's one thing I want to add before this, not because you missed it, but just because it was hilarious to me, Mm -hmm. which is when they have the scene in Mom's windsurfing store when she's talking to Cutter, who you said she's clearly obsessed with. He says this quote, which is, windsurfing is cool because there's wind and then you're surfing and like you're windsurfing. All I could think, and I really hope you think the same thing as me, is one time I was like in the shower and I like got soap in my eye and I was like, ow. (laughs) Or one time there was a spider and I was like, ah, spider. spider." spider. And he was like, ah, Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) Um, So this is totally Kyle from the Amanda Show, the greatest TV show to ever grace the planet Earth, starring none other than Amanda Bynes, who now has not one but two heart tattoos on her face. Love her. Um, So I just needed to add that in. My personal favorite totally Kyle, though, is when he's just like, "Uh, dude, like your radio won't work. And he's like, dude, that's a toaster. They're all hilarious. They're all so good. I, I love, love all them. of them. Okay, so mom meets Cosmicola, like you said, and we get this sort of montage, kind of, which is like mom coming home from all these different dates with Cosmo, and she says he has a childlike way about him, so mm-hmm. she comes home with like bubbles and all these different toys. Honestly, love that. Love that. I thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, this well, is weird. Whatever's happening I is weird. I will say, though, in direct contrast to mom's got a date with a vampire where they went on a date to a very stuffy steakhouse mm, you're and right I said, we hated that i said that is my least favorite idea for a first date <laughs> you're so this right is way more on brand for me it was weird don't get me wrong but i'd way rather have a date where we play with bubbles yeah and we sit in a fancy restaurant with a napkin on our lap 100 uh yeah. for some reason when you said play with bubbles i could only think of like the Liberty Science Museum. I don't know if wow. you've ever been, but... Of course I have. <laughs> that is the museum that actually told me that I am, in fact, 5'7 and not 5'8". Wow. Eight. Well, it's yeah. at a museum, so it must be accurate. Well, there's a laser. Know? that the, yeah. the laser exactly. tells you how tall you have <laughs> to believe it. High. Yeah. Uh, there's like the, those big, they have these just like big contraptions with like a huge thing, tub of bubbles and you just like make these giant bubble walls. And that's, that sounds like a fantastic date to me. I would love to go to the Liberty Science Museum on a date. Did you ever use the circular bubble maker and then put yourself in the in bubble? It? Like you lift it yeah. up and the bubble is just surrounding you? Yes, oh, amazing. of course. Sometimes become, they have those in Washington Square Park too, yes, but it's not exactly. the same. You become Bubble Buddy from SpongeBob. You are you Bubble do. Buddy. You are Bubble Buddy. You are Bubble Buddy. You All know right. who would love Bubble Buddy? Who? Uh, Cosmo's daughter, Ariel. Cosmo's daughter <laughs> would love Bubble Buddy. Unfortunately, we don't meet her for about 15 more seconds. Oh, God, Things I'm happen sorry. very fast. <laughs> no, no, no. What Things else? happen very fast in this movie. That was sarcasm. <laughs> so we find out that they are all meeting tonight. The families are coming together. Um, 
And Megan answers the door and it is Cosmo and he right away runs in and is super playful with Trevor, which is in direct contrast to all the other dates Mm. mom has had. Um, And then mom's like, where's Ariel, your daughter? And he's like, she won't leave the car. She fears the wind. And they're like, Megan, go get her. So yes, go meet, get this girl you've never met. You've before. never met before, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah. They keep very they, weird. They keep assigning this task to Megan they throughout do. the entire movie. They assign <laughs> Megan so many tasks. I'm like, so, why does Megan have to do this? So Megan goes to get her, and Ariel is hiding under the car because yes, she fears the wind. She does. Um, and we get whoa! All of a sudden, an Ooh. Ariel voiceover. It's a little like now a rewind. Now this is her diary and we rewind and she says, I cannot make sense of this strange planet called Earth. And we're like, if you didn't know, now you know they're aliens. She's an alien. I did like this little feature. I liked this. I loved this. This was my favorite thing thing about the movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Same. So we Um, learn her home planet is Zircalon and mm -hmm. her natural state is a beautiful pink ball of gas. So she hates her fleshy, disgusting, hideous body. Mm -hmm. Um, Truly, I was so confused. Um, I was trying so hard to understand. Me too. I I I did not see this coming for the life of me. No. I once even once they like went backwards and like started to show this like beautiful like other planet, I was no part of me thought they were going to be fucking bubbles of gas. Ga- <laughs> gaseous bubbles. Right. So oh, we man. <clears throat> basically they give us like a little scene of them in their gaseous state. They're just bubbles with faces floating around and we learn that because dad was a freedom fighter from this tyrant emperor on their planet, uh, oppressive tyrant emperor. Um, they were being attacked and mom was lost forever into some gaseous void. And <laughs> she, they basically- wait, hold on. Mom's bubble like gently hit a wall and then she fucking like burst into she the burst. forever. I was like, that's it. That's how that's, mom goes. That's all it takes. And mom was gone. She's lost forever. Oh man. Um, and basically they had to escape to earth. Um, yes. We learned that Zircalonians need CO2 to survive. Um, so she drinks a lot of soda, which makes sense why dad then brought like a 72 pack of cola into yes. the house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We also and learn. We, yeah. We just learned a whole bunch about Ariel. Yeah. We learned that she um, had a boyfriend back on Zircalon yes. named Fanul. Fanul. Uh, and that's really all we get about Fanul, except that like they were, you know, they were lovers and she, that was her boyfriend. Oh, we'll learn she, more about we'll, Fanul we'll later. We'll learn more about Fanul, but that's all we know for now. Um, and yeah, I think that's what we know about her alien self, at least. Yes. And then we're kind of just moving through time, right? We're trying to catch up to the present. So since she's gotten to Earth, um, she's meeting with some psychic, Serena Sue, right? Mm-hmm. Is that her name? Yes, it is. And uh, the woman's like, oh, you don't fit in because in your last life, you were a ranch hand in Montana. So what is the fifth uh, decom that this now gives an ode to? Horse sense. Horse sense. Yay. Now we're at five. All right. I'm going to keep them going. I love it. Um, she Wait. keeps going on. Yes. She has this great quote. I don't know if you wrote this one down too. I don't think I did. Um, so basically Serena like keeps telling her about all these like past lives that she had and tries to like predict, you know, what she's feeling. And Ariel just goes, she could not read my mind. She is a ridiculous and pathetic person. <laughs> the way she speaks is hilarious. It is. Also, I learned many new vocabulary words. Oh my God. Of this. Right. Yeah. I had to like Google some of them. Yeah. Same. I wrote a few of them down. Good. Um, she really just keeps going on about how hideous she is being mm-hmm. human. 
And she has a conversation with her dad about it, like that she's so disgusting. And they're talking about moving here. And he says, you know, we're free here. And she says, free to be hideous. (laughs) She hates her human form. Um, we also learned like, I don't know what dad does, but he does a couple things. He's like this whole, during this whole conversation, he's kind of like building things. He's like an artist kind of like he makes these like weird installation type things, it seems. Um, and then we see him like sitting at a computer and like pours out like a giant pile of diamonds. And they're like, I can't believe these humans love these worthless stones. And like, apparently that's how he makes his money is by like selling these diamonds that they brought from Zircalon, which I was like, they must be filthy rich. Yeah. I it, thought this was going to be a bigger plot point, but it was no, not. No, but it's not. That's, that's it has <laughs> nothing. We just see I him with know. a pile of diamonds. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So during this whole conversation with dad where he's like showing, you know, the diamonds and all that stuff, somehow they end up outside because he's trying to be like, look how beautiful this 3D earth is um, and or the, how everything is solid. Sorry, not 3D. And the wind starts blowing relatively gently, right? Like the leaves are rustling some plants are blowing and she runs inside she's like i felt myself falling apart and she basically becomes a gaseous ball so she's sitting in water in the sink as this bubble um i was so so very confused um when she talks more about fanul um who is the son of the emperor which i yes. see here i spelled son as s-u-n so i don't know what you know, i was fine. just so confused i was, I was so confused. shocked I by spell. that by that plot point i was like <gasps> That He's Fanu the was the son of the emperor. Yeah. I know. I was I shocked as well. Didn't expect it. Um, yeah, we also, you know, and that's that's part of the reason why she can't talk to him because, like, she was just like, I just want to send him a message, and her her dad's like, absolutely not. That's the emperor's son. You know that if they like, they know where we are, they'll turn us into frozen cubes forever. Um, which is, you know, the, like don't want to be a solid. Do not want to be a solid. Do not want to be solid. Oh my god, no. Um, and then Cosmo starts telling uh, Ariel about Kathy. And so he's kind of like re- recounting the same event that uh, Kathy did with Megan, where he like saved her from windsurfing, um, which he didn't actually have to save her. He just thought she was being attacked by the wind because as we know now, they are terrified of the wind. Yes. Um, and he's just like, you know what? Like we need to make a life here. Like we can't go back. I'm so sorry. And then we get not just a little montage, but a parallel a montage. A parallel montage. I kind of loved that too. <laughs> loved it. So it is dad coming home from all these dates with bubbles and toys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we're all caught up. Yes. we Very back. cool concept. Yeah. It was really fun. Really fun. Right. So now the girls are back at the meeting where Ariel's under the bed and the two of them go in the house together and Ariel is immediately shook by the dog barking. She's like, you wretched creature, stop it. And uh, you know, whatever. Trevor calls her an alien and she freaks out and runs away. But while she's running away, she does not forget to grab a little soda and take it with her. Yeah, duh. She needs her CO2. Duh. Um, and of course, mom's like, go check on her in the bathroom. Why is <laughs> this Megan's job? Why is this Megan's Seems job? Seems like a job for like maybe her dad who like, right. she's like freak. I don't know. Not the stranger who just met her. Just so thought. Megan's like a knock, knock, knocking on the door and she opens the door and she comes out soaking wet and she's like, I fell in the sink. And Megan's like, you fell you in fell? the sink? Like, like how? And then she's like, do you want to change clothes? Like, here's, you know, some clothes for you. And she's like, those are too large. And she holds up her teddy bear and she's like, well, you could try on hers instead if you think they'll fit. It's like, a little I snarky. I laughed at that part. <laughs> 
So Ariel changes. She drinks an entire bottle of soda, which, by the way, when they consume CO2, for some reason, it momentarily changes their voice, like if you breathed in helium from a balloon. Yes. Yeah. Kind of scary, honestly. I hated it. It was scary. And we learn also that she is scared of the hairdryer. Well, because it's wind. Because it's wind. So this is very important. Again, a lot is happening. I was very confused. Yeah. If you can't keep up right now, just know that, like, neither can we. Neither can we. (laughs) That's all. That's all you need to know. So now we get to dinner. Yes. And uh, they are having hot dogs because that's what Cosmo likes to eat because he's a giant child, obviously. And then Ariel is Ariel, Ariel, Ariel. I don't know. Ariel, I think. I don't know what she said. <laughs> Ariel. <laughs> Ariel. Um, she says, I do not like food. And then food the mom's is messy. Like, yeah. She's like, all food? She's like, I do not like food. She's like, okay. Um, and I don't know. There's Obviously, Megan is like, not pleased and so ariel is not pleased with megan she goes the creature called megan larson was to be feared and despised just incredible it's incredible um so the two girls are just not happy with they do not like each other um and then all of a sudden the parents decide this is the moment to announce that they are engaged right after they list everything that's like against them they're like we know we just met and we know that we don't really know each other we know that this dinner is not going great and we know that you girls like probably are upset but we're gonna get engaged anyway (laughs) and the girls are not happy again but they say nothing at dinner Everyone leaves. Dinner ends. We cut to mom and Megan and Trevor. And Megan goes off on her mother later about how Cosmo is so weird and Ariel's even weirder. And she like recounts all the stuff that Ariel has done. Um, but after a talk with her mom, like a little heart to heart, she agrees to give Ariel a shot. Like she agrees to, you know, try to be nice to her. Yes, which is important because she's going to school with her tomorrow. They're going to school together. And so the girls, uh, we cut to a scene of them biking to school together. Um, Ariel is in a football helmet and this ridiculous (laughs) pink and rainbow outfit. So like rainbow high socks, like Pippi Long stockings, and then like this pink robe that could only remind me of like what you would wear in a movie about an 80s girls slumber party with like the frill on the sleeves. Also gave me like weird retreat spa vibes a little bit. Yes, like they I give you like you these that. big, like large, like baggy clothes kind of, mm-hmm. and like robes and stuff. Right. That kind of vibe, but like bright pink. Bright um, pink. <laughs> and she's got even like she's got training wheels on her uh, bike, so she's. So they claim that they're from the Yukon in Canada, and they cut. They do this twice throughout in the movie. They cut to this like barren wasteland of Yukon that says like. Uh, population low or something like that which is like it's so weird so weird but I laughed um but she's like you didn't know how to bike and she's like oh I just forgot um so yeah she's clearly doesn't know how to bike because she's an alien um and as they're coming into school Ariel crashes into like the bike rack and basically like flips over the top and everyone is outside and laughing and Megan's super embarrassed and she's like mortified oh my god yeah she's trying to like not associate with her and they're like Megan who's your friend she's like she's not my friend um, but then immediately we learn that surprisingly everyone loves Ariel. Plot twist. They think that she's super cool and super pretty so cool. and a fashionista. Um, and her friend Mikey um, says it's because she's gorgeous. The way she dresses, so original, so fresh. And Megan is not happy about it. Like everything that Mikey says that's positive about Ariel, she tries to like twist. Um, 
then we get like a couple scenes in school that kind of further why everyone loves her so like she solves this math problem in class super easily she like finds the volume of a pool but for some reason she finds it in kiloliters which why would you ever in a u.s school measure the volume of a pool in kiloliters that made no sense to me at all but i was like i'm sure she did the math correctly also like gonna bust that it didn't seem that impressive like you're finding the volume right and then just converting it that's it that's not that impressive but then after that we hear people like spreading all these positive rumors about her very much like mean girl style where they're like i hear she has an iq of 300 i heard she dated prince william i heard she tutored bill gates and i'm like well that doesn't make sense right um and then at lunch she's at the popular table which we learned at the beginning megan was disinvited from but then because ariel's sitting there megan gets invited over just because they're going to be stepsisters um and so, you know, basically everyone loves, everyone loves Ariel. They call um, her we the get, total package. And I'm like, total package. What of what? And she's just sitting there like, what is happening? She's so confused. She's like, okay. We get this like montage-ish thing of like Ariel doing more impressive math on the board, singing beautifully, question mark, is supposed to be beautiful during music <laughs> class, like a song about Zircalon, I think, right? Yes, it was. It sure was. Yeah. And then we get this really weird scene, which I feel like came out of nowhere, which yes. is- Ariel's in the bathroom at the sink and then all of a sudden Megan walks in with a teacher who I guess she told to come because Ariel was acting strange or something and then she's like talking to a bubble in the sink who is Fanul um, and then the, she's like why are you talking to a bubble and she goes that that bubble is the love of my life and then she walks out and the teacher goes she's such a poet and Megan does like a head slap like what the hell like why does no one else see that she's weird because what the fuck is happening at this point like how does no one else think Ariel is weird truly like I don't I want to know what she thought she was going to find in the bathroom that she brought the teacher in for like that was confusing but also this bubble is my love of my life there was just so many things so Um, many things and then Megan comes out of the bathroom basically Mind you, it's like the same day, is it? Is it not? Yeah. It's the same day. Everyone has changed clothes, though, somehow. <laughs> Everyone yeah. is now wearing stuff that is more like what um, Ariel was wearing. They're wearing like a lot of pink and a lot of layers, a lot of like yeah. flowy things, basically just this- everyone dressing like her. This for me was the Mean Girls vibe moment. Mm. You know the scene where they're all wearing where their bra is showing. The yeah, with the shirt like cut out. And with like the boobs. here, the, right? So here they have them all walking around clearly dressed like her. Wow. So this was where I got Mean Girl vibes. Yeah. Stepsister from Planet Weird is the fucking blueprint. It really is the blueprint of everything. Oh my god. Um. So we cut to the house, and Mom basically tells Megan she has to teach Ariel to windsurf because she's scared of the wind, and she needs to break that. And clearly, the way to do that is to then make her surf in the wind obviously um megan is not having it she really does not want to take her but she does anyway um and when they get to the beach she's like all right i'm gonna go out and do something and then like you copy what i did um and <laughs> which so i thought right, not very helpful not not, helpful not a great all. way to teach somebody something <laughs> so right when she goes onto the water um she turns around and what's happening cutter shows up on the beach and he's trying to talk to ariel clearly he likes her um and megan says from this moment on it was war oof and then, and then, <laughs> then we get rewind, rewind part rewind two, part two. Such a cool concept. I love it. Uh, so now we we're cu- going to get like the whole day from Ariel's point of view. Right. So we cut to right after she fell off the bike. Yep. 
aerial version. Yeah. So she says, at feeding time, I was invited to sit at the popular girl table. That's how it starts. Yep. Um, She said the conversation was empty and meaningless. Um, The girls were like guessing what she is. Someone said that they thought that she was a major cosmetics representative. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. What? Yeah. Excuse me? I don't know. And then she goes to two of the girls sitting with her and she goes, you're both quite vacuous. (laughs) vacuous that was a word that i did not know and i had to look it up definitely an sat word like for yeah. sure do you have a little definition for us or did you just look um, it up i can i can do it now great it having or showing a lack of thought or intelligence mindlessness nice we love to see it and that's exactly what she needed yeah. i loved though that a lot of the words that she used sounded like spacey or like gaseousy yes no you're 100 percent right yeah yeah um, so, right, we learned that she actually, in fact, did not enjoy being at the popular girls' table. She no. thought that they were super, you know, mindless, essentially. Which they were. Um, which they were. And now we cut to the scene on the beach. Um, and Ariel was actually, when Megan went out to go teach her, Ariel was actually on her way into the water to go, quote, rescue Megan from the wind when Cutter approached her. Um, and he basically is, you know, saying that he likes her. And she says, what is your interest in this disgusting bag of skin I inhabit? And he's I like, uh, so that's one way to put it. Um, and then he asks her to be his girlfriend. And she says, I find you to be vapid and shallow and says no. And this is what Ariel was so mad about. But she doesn't realize that Ariel rejected him the hardest you could ever reject. Oh, my somebody. God. Yeah. He was just like, I may be vapid, but I have feelings, too. Like, he... Didn't even no, know. he says I may be shallow and I don't oh, know sorry. what the other I don't word know, means. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and I don't know what vapid means. <laughs> um, oh, so man. yeah, Megan like arrives back on the beach. She walks away with Ariel. She's super mad. But then Ariel is like, I don't want Cutter. Like I have a boyfriend back home. His name is Fanul. All I want is Fanul. Also, I don't want our parents to get married. And Megan's like, wait, you don't want them to get married? I don't want them to get married either. And so they form an alliance. Yes. Yes. And so she, she talks about like the, the first night of their alliance and she's like, well, me and evil Megan Larson. So now she refers to her as evil Megan Larson, like the entire rest of the movie, which I think is the best thing ever. And then she said, we were tasked with like babysitting the small noisemaker, AKA Trev, um, <laughs> uh, while the two parents went out on a date. And so they started to hatch their evil plan. And so the plan is they're going to convince their parents that they are the best of friends. Yes. And so they start with taking a bunch of photos together. They make, they write a song together. They make cookies. Um, And then we learn the first part of their plan is that Megan is going to tell mom that now that her and Ariel are super close, Ariel disclosed a lot of stuff to her. And one of them is that Cosmo thinks that mom is an airhead and he wants her to be a little more uh, intelligent, essentially. Um, And so then we cut to a scene where mom is like reading all of her poems to Cosmo um, and he just can't pay attention for the life of him. Um, And they start fighting about it. Yes. Um, If if you just like look at my notes for the entire like this section, everything just ends in a question mark because I'm so confused with what is going on because so much is happening. Like I thought I missed some part of their plan because I, I I don't know. I just like didn't make the leap from like them saying what they were going to tell 
the mom and then her reading this poem that that was unclear it was a poem until she said it was a poem right and, and i didn't know it was her poem yes either. exactly and, and then they also he, didn't show megan telling mom this no so i didn't know it had happened already yeah, yeah it was very confusing yeah. very unclear but so now they're fighting and he calls mom a termagant Oof. which means a loud obnoxious woman which honestly like i get that they stopped fighting for a moment but how do you take that back like I don't Yikes. know. Yikes. I don't know. The next move is, so now the parents are fighting, right? The next move is on Ariel, um, who then tells dad that Kathy wants him to be less childish and more of a man. Um, and so they go out to dinner and he's like, I'll take your largest, most manly steak. Rare. Actually, make it raw. And <laughs> Kathy hates this. He also, like, gets really grossly, like, defensive about, like, Kathy and being like her man and like don't look at her and it's like very weirdly like misogynistic like it's really weird I hated it so much yeah the girls are like somehow standing on the side of this restaurant and they're like and we have a word for this here it's called mission accomplished um but then very quickly Kathy and Cosmo talk and they realize that the girls made this happen all of a sudden yes um and we get a scene of the girls and the parents like outside the restaurant, I assume. And Ariel starts crying and she's so upset at being caught. Um, and she like runs home and then like writes a letter to Fanul, a virtual letter, I don't know, to come save her. And I was like, oh God, this won't end well. No, we learn her real name too, which is not Ariel. It's Soiza. Soiza. Which is fun. Kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... We get this scene of Ariel and Megan, they're walking through school and they're kind of like basically comparing notes. They're kind of realizing that their parents make each other happy and like, you know, they, she's like, yeah, I think my mom is like happier than she ever was even with like my dad, you know, and uh, Ariel saying the same thing. She's like, yeah, I see like a bunch of like my mom and your mom. So they're like realizing that they're happy, but then they still want to pull them apart. <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're happy. They're so happy. But anyway, and yeah. then to their plan and their new planners, they're going to try to get their parents interested in different people. Um, so they're going to try to get mom interested in dad the one who works so much and they're going to try to get cosmo interested in the therapist um serena sue oh she is not a therapist <laughs> what is she she's like a psychic a psychic <laughs> i'm sorry i called her a therapist. spiritual a psychic person <laughs> so they are going to throw a party they call it and invite the new love interests um but first, Megan has one more piece to her plan, which is she knows that Trevor thinks that Cosmo and Ariel are aliens, but she convinces Trevor that Cosmo is a bad alien. Um, and he's like, no, he's not because they get along so well. And then she shows him something I assume she wrote and printed out yeah. <laughs> called my plan to take over the world. Step one, eat Trevor. Um, so <laughs> he now that, thinks that Cosmo worked. is a bad alien and he is on her side. Yeah. Um, then we cut to a scene in the kitchen. They're getting ready to for the party. And Megan had put all this food out and Ariel put it all in a food processor and is putting it together, um, which is gross. And then Serena's Megan's really upset about that. Yeah. Uh, Serena Sue shows up. And sorry, I have, to, I have to say yes, something. I'm please. sorry. Megan is very upset that she's putting everything in the food processor. And Ariel says, does it not all end up in the intestinal tract? She's not wrong. No, she's not wrong. I Will it taste good? That. Probably no. not. Um, yeah, no. And then Serena Sue comes over and it's clear that she's like very excited to see, 
uh, Ariel because she gets to see Cosmos. So she's like looking for him, whatever. Um, she's telling the dog that he was Mickey Mantle in a previous life. Loved that. And then um, so she says hi and like greets Cosmo with all this like, you know, bubbliness. And then Kathy's like, hey, what's up? Like me too. You can meet me. And she goes, Kathy, you wear a nimbus of distrust. <laughs> I know. I just like that too. I don't know. The, the things these people are saying are just, this movie's really fucking weird. Um, and then she kind of sees Ariel and Megan, uh, you know, hanging out in the kitchen, like watching this all go down. And she can tell that the girls are up to something. And then she doesn't know what. And then, oop, who's at the door? But dad, dad is here. Because um, apparently he was going to take the kids for the weekend. But mom, obviously this was a shock to mom. Um, but uh, Ariel, sorry, Megan asks him to stay for dinner. And he's like, obviously has excuses that relate to work. Um, and, but then she's like, no, 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 you can't go because Trev is sick. So like, there's, just, again, so much going on. Like what? Like I still don't really quite understand the plan and my how other, it all works Yeah, together. my other question is they told their parents they were throwing a party and yet they only invited two guests. Yeah. Like, like I... I don't know. I, I'm confused. Very... Anyway, the know. Travis sick thing doesn't work. And as dad is about to leave, him and Serena like bump into each other and make some sort of weird love connection. Um, so... And this is like immediately after dad hears that mom is getting remarried and he's very right. shook. Yes. But then he like hits it off with Serena right away. I thought that he was going to be upset about the marriage, but then him and Serena are like looking at each other with goo eyes. So, so weird. I just, at this point, I, I have yeah. Serena, Sue and Fred wind up liking each other, question right. mark. Not the plan. So then Megan <laughs> tries to arrange everyone at the table where mom and dad are sitting next to each other and Cosmo and Serena are, but obviously that doesn't work. Mom and Cosmo sit next to each other, Serena and dad. Um, and then Megan pours the quote soup that they made, Yes. Um, which reminded me of our sixth decom reference. Prince, which is Eddie's million dollar cook-off when they Love make it. the purple goop. This is Ooh. this is green goop, um, but very similar texture. For um, sure. So this is number six that we're being reminded of. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Megan is like in a panic in her head because dad and Serena are hitting it off. She's like, what do I do? And so what does she do? She pours the soup accidentally, quote, quote, on Serena. This does not help because Cosmo just immediately starts a full-on food fight because he mm -hmm. is a child, mm -hmm. also like they do in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Yes. Um, and then this is just like too much for the girls. Ariel's freaking out. She's literally falling apart. We see her like body starts shaking and doing her little weird wavy thing. So she runs to the bathroom because she knows that she's about to turn into a bubble um, as what happens, you know, to when, you get, when you get freaked out. And so Megan follows her and she goes into the bathroom and she looks in the sink and there is fucking uh, Ariel in the sink as a bubble. And she's just yelling, she has no body. She's just like a blob. <laughs> and then she runs out and tries to like tell everybody at the dinner party. And like two seconds later, Ariel comes out fully human. She's soaking wet but she looks like a human and they're like, there's no other discussion. The next thing we see is Megan in therapy. And what? he's like, maybe you, you feel like an alien, Megan. One question I have to add in though is I thought the wind was what triggered her turning back into a bubble. I don't know what triggered it here. I thought I was like, I'm Stress. understanding things now. Yeah. Nope, then I just didn't understand kidding. it anymore. Nope. 
Literally um, the next scene after therapy, which is the therapist telling her maybe she feels like an alien and then telling mom the best thing to do is to go through with the wedding, is mom in a wedding dress. Yes. And so mom's in the wedding dress and she tells Megan it's all going to work out just fine, but Megan is crying, but she's hugging mom. She wants to trust her mom, um, but she's not happy. And then we're at the wedding. So things happen very quickly. Yeah. Uh yeah. And then we get a scene of Ariel. She's saying goodbye to her old life, you know, as she does. And while she's doing this, you know, saying like goodbye to Zircalon and all this stuff, Fanul actually shows up and he shows up as, as a human, as this human form. He has a flesh prison around him. And, and she has an Australian accent for some reason. Also, she like tries to like go close to him, like maybe give him a hug or something. And he goes, please, such physical proximity is repulsive to me. <laughs> and in this moment, you know, this is a really strange like tangent. I don't know. But he very much gave me James Holzhauer energy, which do you know who that is? No, but he is not. one of like the, the goats from Jeopardy. He's like was one of the guys who was in like the like, you know, big Jeopardy like competition. It's like him, Ken Jennings and the other one whose name I'm going to forget, which is sad. They're all on the chase, whatever. Um, if you look up James Holzhauer and his okay, like, weird yes, demeanor. I see what you mean. Yes. yes. Big hip Fanul vibes on him. So that's the only thing I could think of. Um, and then who is following very closely behind Fanul, but dad. The, the emperor. emperor. Fucking A. So the, four, the three of them are in the room now. The emperor is like telling um ariel how her dad is a traitor and blah blah blah. and who walks into the room but serena sue who couldn't be more um confused as to the earth in its normal state and now all these confusing things are happening she walks in immediately the emperor freezes her into the cubes that dad was saying they would be frozen into um previously so she is now like this frozen but in various cubes not like it's a stack of cubes for sure. Yeah. A stack of cubes, not like her human body frozen, In if that makes cube. sense. Yeah. Um, and we cut to mom who uh, is like, where's Ariel? Megan, go get her. Again, Megan is tasked Always. with getting Ariel. So she walks in and she sees Serena frozen and she's like, what is that? And then she sees Fanul. So then Ariel tells her everything. Mind you, in the time between when Serena was frozen and when uh, Megan arrived, the Emperor had left to go find Cosmo. Yes. Um, So when Ariel is telling Megan everything, she says, you are entirely correct in all your inferences, Megan. My father and I are aliens. We came to escape a political repression on Zircalon. Um, and literally immediately Megan feels for her. She's like, Oh, you're just some kid who had to leave her home. Like she had to leave her home before, even if she was from Yukon. I, I don't, I, I, my, one of my bullets after this is I am literally so confused. So confused. (laughs) Um, and then as Megan's like, you know, sympathizing with her, Ariel's like, you are not the cruel, heartless being I once imagined. (laughs) Like, okay. So confused. I don't know. They're like, making up making amends a little bit actually becoming friends um and then all of a sudden uh, but like obviously they can't do anything because fanul is here um and then who shows up in their room but cutter and i wrote the Cutter emperor is- brings cutter they're like watch him oh yes yes He's yes like, you're fanul, right. watch him right right i wrote cutter is here and oh boy is he dumb <laughs> he's so dumb <laughs> so then the emperor so the emperor brings cutter and is like watch him and then he leaves to go find cosmo and he finds cosmo who's carrying trevor on his back yes um and he's threatening him with an alien tool which is similar to the one that trevor has been carrying around all movie because he believes in aliens 
Um, but then, you know, Cosmo's like, Trevor, let's play hide and seek. So Trevor leaves. And then it's dad, fa- or, sorry, Cosmo face to face with the emperor. Which I thought, I don't know why, I thought that was a really cute thing. Was it like, was what very a, cute. What a like nice way to get Trevor away and like in safety and just like deal with this. It was so cute. I don't know why. So what it actually reminded me of was, you know, since I just came back from my trip, I had three episodes of The Bachelorette to catch up on. So yes. in these last three episodes, it was very heavy of Michael and his son, James. My heart. Um, so my heart. It uh, Michael for Bachelor 2022. Absolutely. It, it immediately just reminded me of like how I feel like him and his son would interact. Yes, one hundred percent. The Bachelorette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we keep cutting back and forth between Dad. Uh, sorry, I keep calling him Dad. Cosmo with the Emperor, and then like all the kids that are now in the room: Cutter, Fanuel, Ariel, and Megan. Um. And so we get back to the room where the kids are, and super weird stuff is happening. So mm-hmm. Fanuel <laughs> is talking to Cutter, and he's like, "I like Megan's brown head more than Ariel's yellow head." <laughs> And I'm like, that's your girlfriend, but okay. And then he says, Cutter's like, oh yeah, that's a Betty and Veronica thing. And I was like, <laughs> Riverdale reference. <laughs> so many references, but not a Riverdale. It's not a Riverdale. The, the, from the comic. It's an Archie comic reference, yeah. yes. But I was like, wow, that's great. So Megan and Ariel are off on the side and they're like, what do we do? And they hear him say that he likes Megan. So then Megan goes and like flirts with him, yeah, kind of. And then they tell him that this planet is all about freedom of choice. And their example for that is that they have 18 different potato chip flavors on this planet. Yes. Um, Cutter goes into depth about this. Um, and literally that example is enough to convince Fanul that freedom of choice is necessary and he should stand up to his father, the oppressive emperor. They also just like described fun activities. They're like, you can skateboard and right. windsurf. And, and roll like, down a hill like yeah. I did. I was like... Okay. So weird. So then we flash to the emperor who is talking to Cosmo and he says, for the crime of questioning my authority, I hereby sentence you and your daughter to be eternally frozen. And Mm. the dad's like, not so easy. Just take me. And so the emperor freezes him and Trevor is watching. Yeah. From like a window. And then all of a sudden, literally seconds after that, Megan and Fanuel show up. Mm -hmm. um, And he's like, dad, it's time to make changes. And the dad's like, what are you doing, Fanuel? He's very upset. And this is when I did actually notice that he had an Australian accent, which makes absolutely no sense because the dad has a British accent. I mean, um, they just came and inhabited random ass fucking bodies. Right, they random bodies. Put on random skin suits. And here is perhaps my favorite scene of the movie, mm. um, which is the four of them, the four kids, each take a hairdryer and they use the wind to turn the emperor into a bubble. A giant bubble. He's a large bubble. Because he's the emperor. Yes, of course. Now, my first thought when I saw this is, are those hair dryers able to produce enough wind to turn him into a bubble? And so this, my friend, is our math bust. It's time. How the fuck did you do that? Oh, just you wait. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's time. It's time. It's time for Math Busters. All right. So first of all, a couple things I want to note. Um, the four of them are using hair dryers. Two of them look like they're holding pretty good, strong, um, like hairstylist quality hair dryers. Okay. At least one of them is holding like those little white Conair hair dryers that you get attached to the wall at In the like hotel. a chain hotel. <laughs> yep. It takes not even enough air if your hand, if you're 
if the thing is inches from your head. Yep. Um, but we're going to just go with it. Um, for that reason, I assumed that um, the power that's created is actually just enough from one good hairdryer. Okay. Um, because also, I don't think that four hairdryers would make you be able to blow air from and feel it from further away. Like they were standing in a line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It wasn't like they connected them to one power strip. Yes. So a couple things that I researched. So first of all, I found that at a top setting, most good quality hair dryers can blow at 40 miles per hour from just a few inches in front of them. Interesting. Um, but I thought, well, dad is not just a few inches in front of them. I need to be able to figure out um, how far he would have to be to feel, you know, a certain amount of wind. Um, I was not able to find from research how far away you can feel the air from a hairdryer. So I decided to test this on my cat. <laughs> um, so basically what I did, because this asshole decides to inhabit my room at all times, was I turned the hairdryer oh on and I stood very far from him. And I kept approaching closer and closer until he ran away. I imagine the moment he ran away was when he first felt the air. That was approximately five feet or 60 inches away. So scientific. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So what we're going to say is that at zero inches away, the hairdryer is blowing at a speed of 40 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. And from 60 inches away, it's blowing at a speed of zero miles per hour. Okay. Yes. So I decided to make two uh, XY coordinates, 0, 040 and 60, 0, where X is the number of inches away and Y is the number of miles per hour the air is moving. Using the uh, formula for slope, y2 minus y1 over x2 minus x1, I was able to find a slope of negative two-thirds. And then obviously, because I have a point at 0, 40, the y-intercept is 40. So assuming that as you travel further from the hairdryer, the speed of the wind decreases linearly, because mm -hmm. I can't have assumed it could be anything else, yeah. um, I created a line uh, that represents the speed of um, wind uh, compared to the distance in inches, which is y equals negative two-thirds x plus 40. Great. So earlier in the movie, Ariel was turned into a bubble after some light winds that made um, plants and leaves on trees blow away. Um, so I found this chart, um, which basically rates different speeds of wind, and it tells you at a particular speed what you would see visually. So like, for example, um, this one, like number two is a light breeze, four to seven miles per hour. It says like wind felt on face, leaves rustle, whereas at like eight, a fresh gale, which is 39 to 46 miles per hour, twigs are broken off trees, walking against wind is difficult. So using this chart, I um, decided that um, the wind that caused her to turn into a bubble was rated number four, a moderate breeze, 13 to 18 mm. miles per hour, which says small branches sway, dust and loose paper blows about. Wow. Okay. I love so that. I wanted to make the best case scenario for these hair dryers to work. So I said, let's imagine they only needed the lower range of that 13 miles an hour wind to turn mm -hmm. them into a bubble. So what I did was I plugged 13 in for Y, which is the speed. I solved for X in my equation, and I found 40.5, which means the hairdryer would be able to blow at 13 miles per hour from 40.5 inches away, or if I divide by 12, that's a little under three and a half feet. Mm. Clearly in the movie, the emperor is much further than three and a half feet. Yes. I'd say he's closer to at least two human lengths, like so somewhere like 10 or 12 feet away. Um, so this has been busted. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know how I did that. When I started it, I did not know where it was going and then it just went. I was just thinking that. I was just like, how did you even like know you would eventually be able to get there? 
I didn't even know what I was going to like what math I was going to do. I just started doing stuff and I was like, this actually works. It does. That, just, it makes so much sense. Yeah. The only thing I had to do is I had to say that multiple hair dryers would not increase the wind speed. And I don't think it would. Like I, I think, think that if you either. were standing right next to it, you would feel it stronger, but I don't think it would inc- uh, change the distance you would feel it from. No. Um, another thing I want to add in is that immediately after they use the hair dryer and it turns down into a, the emperor into a bubble, Trevor comes in with a leaf blow. Um, now a leaf blower can blow at 190 miles an hour Ooh. but this came after he was already a bubble so this is not relevant yes. to my math yeah, bus that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. wow i mean f- congratulations that was thank amazing you. thank you so I'm, much i'm clapping there's an applause like beautiful job thank you very much wow this is a weird one because it's at the very very it's end like, of the movie there's yeah. like one more thing to say about the film <laughs> um like natalie mentioned trevor came in with the leaf blower and obviously that was much stronger than the four wimpy hair dryers they were using so that was able to actually fully burst the emperor in out of his bubble whatever um so he died and dissipated into the ether similar to mom earlier in the movie um, and then they were able to take his little like alien gun and unfreeze Cosmo and they all run up to the wedding. Um, and as they get to the wedding, someone, oh, her, her dad asks where Serena is and she's like, oh shit. So she goes upstairs and unfreezes her or we assume, presume. Um, and then we're back at the wedding. Everyone's, you know, they're about to do vows. It's very lovely. And of course, fucking dad, Fred, his phone <laughs> rings during the wedding uh, and he answers it and he's like, oh yeah, I could talk. It's fine. You're an, at a wedding guy. Um, right. And she's like, haha, some things never change, um, which like, that's not great. Um, and then they're, you know, it's the end of the movie. They're all dancing. Um, weirdly, Megan is dancing with Fanul and she's like asking him like when he can come back to visit. He's like, oh, well, you know, I'm in charge of Zircalon now. So I've got to go back and, you know, get things in shape, but I could come back after. And she's like, okay. Um, and Ariel is dancing with Cutter, so they like traded boyfriends, which is kind of weird, but love that. Super weird. But they're like friends and they're happy at the end. Yeah. And literally the closing line of the movie is a Megan voiceover that says, and I learned there's room for everyone at the popular table. How? How is that the takeaway? How is that your takeaway? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. My question is, how is that your takeaway? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It that's, makes no that's sense. That's not what the movie I mean, was about. She talked about the popular table multiple times in the movie, but how the hell is that your takeaway? That's not, that's, that's, that wasn't it. That's not what it was about. Girl, this ain't it. What? I don't know. But you know what? In, in the spirit of takeaways, I'm going to give you my post-movie takeaways. Please. I said, I have to say, I enjoyed the movie more than I should have, considering how absolutely bizarre the whole plot, characters, and acting was. Um, I really liked the way it was set up, how it showed the same scene from both girls' point of view. That was actually very unique and cool. Um, and the hour 20 truly moved fast for me. Like, I usually pause a couple times to see where I'm at, and the first time I did that, there were like 20 minutes left. Um, they did a great job of using this type of cinematography to explain all of the confusion surrounding the aliens and their home planet. Like, I think they needed to go back and do things over from Ariel's point of view. Um, but with this all in mind, I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Although I have to say, additionally, I enjoyed the self-created Easter egg nods to other decoms, um, which was six in total. Um, and I'm calling them self-created Easter eggs because most of the movies that I say had a nod to came after it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I enjoyed that a whole lot. Love that. 
Um, okay, here are my post movie thoughts. I can't wait. First line: What the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I wrote, I think I enjoyed it, but it really lost me in the middle there. I just, I wasn't sure if I was like not fully paying attention. So I didn't quite get the plan that they had oh, going you were. on, which that's the thing is like, now that we've gone through it, I think I was paying attention the whole time. There was just so much going on and it was just so, so weird. Um, I thought I was just like, what a bold strategy it was to go with like this storyline out of all storylines. Like, right. They could have made the aliens anything and they made them bubbles and made them bubbles. so right this was like immediately after watching and i was like still spiraling about what the fuck just happened and i was really confused and i was like maybe i'll be able to process it better tomorrow which i think i can now it's still really fucking weird but like sure 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 they made some decisions um i i thought it was i thought it was a cute movie i thought it was really cute how they came to like the two girls you know they came to like each other it felt like way more natural than it kind of did in other movies I yeah feel. i agree with that they like sprinkled it throughout of like little moments of them kind of getting along before they actually were like oh okay we like understand each other I mean then it was just like immediately but whatever I don't know um and overall I did think that it deserved more than a 38 percent I would give it that I would give it more than 38 percent I don't know how much more but more I don't know if I would (laughs) like a 39 at least all right yeah 39 39 yes And uh, that's it. So thanks to whoever suggested this movie. This was an interesting one. It was a trip Um, and a half. It was a trip and a half. Um, Stay tuned for some of the other suggestions you all had in our our little, uh, you know, question stuff. If there's other ones that don't come up or you didn't get the chance to, feel free to DM us. Uh, In fact, you can find us on social media, on Instagram at Disney plus or minus, all spelled out, on Twitter at Disney plus or underscore, or you can go to anchor.fm slash Disney plus or minus to leave us a little voice memo. Tell us what you think. uh, Tell us which movie you love, you hate. Tell us what you had for your Sweet 16 theme. We want to know. Peep the gram for some Sweet 16 photos, which should be great. And uh, that's all. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.